Episode 72, The Profound Impact of AI on Business, Law, and Society. Welcome to the story in your head. I'm Ron Macklin, and today, Deb and I explore the impact AI could have on the purposes of businesses everywhere, and what AI as lawyers, judges, and juries could mean for society. Welcome to the story in your head. Today, Deb and I are going to talk about artificial intelligence or alien intelligence with regards to business. What does it mean to have AI in your business? Yeah, it certainly triggers more questions for me than answers. And some of the things I'm thinking about, right, is, you know, employer pays people to perform certain roles and tasks. And while it's potential that AI could completely take over some roles. There may be some employees that can use AI in conjunction with their own work. And does that change the way we pay people? Does that change what we expect people to produce? I don't know. So let's, let, let, let's take an example. I, I own a, a company uh, we make we make project project we make wall sneezers or whatever you want to call it right, but mm-hmm. inside there there's some bit of bit of software that has to be done to control the wall sneezer right, as it goes up and down and does whatever it does right, and then we have to have a coder create that right and and so this software person is making all this work and it's complex like this is not a simple thing it's a complex thing but now there's AI to help him write the code what does that mean we're paying them to write the code do we want them to use AI do we want them Want them to not use AI? Do we pay them less because they're using AI? Do we get more production because they're using AI? What What is the story like? What, how would you How do you approach that? You You probably had software people who work for you who are writing code. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I think about the expectations on what needs to be accomplished. Like what What if people use AI? Can they do things faster? Can they do things better? Less errors? And, you know, one of the things I'm triggered by is it's a tool. Like AI could be another tool in the toolbox of a software engineer that may just allow them to accomplish more. My experience with software and writing software, complex software, it's it's always the the longest duration activity. And Mm -hmm. A lot of that is like bugs, like always, oh my gosh, working out bugs, right? And tracking bugs and and working through bugs and getting all that done and and still writing code. And if you could, as a business owner, if you had software engineers who are using this to make better code or less buggy code, right? Oh my God, I'd be over like a duck on a June bug. Like that, that seems brilliant, right? You could crank out products much cheaper and much faster. Because the most expensive part of the design is the software. And, and I don't even know if it's a, like the software creation. It's the software debugging. It's the integration, right? See, yeah, right. Yeah. Yep. And then can you use software to do other parts of the, like creating the like aesthetics and uh, all the other things? You know, we, you can use all these Dolly and all these other things. You can, can you use those same software to create the aesthetics of the, of the device, the design? besides the software stuff. And if so, well, if I can do it, I'm sure my competitors could do it. 
So where will the marginal utility be then? If everyone has the same access to the same things. First, I'd say let's assess it like everybody has access to the same AI, right? Then I would say if you don't use it, you'll get left behind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What if there's different AIs to get into? So now it's not just about like everybody has the same AI. There's different AIs. Some AIs may do certain things faster. Other things, others may do other things faster. Like is the competitiveness in the, which one has the best AI? Yeah. Or, or the people with the best skills to prompt the AI to do what it is that's needed. Now you're, you're changing from like software engineer to AI whisperer. Like, like the person who can make AI work is more valuable than the software coder. Yes. I'm speculating that it could be right. That if they can describe well enough what they need that software to do and AI can write that without bugs, that will be a valuable skill. Okay. So that's software, right? Yep. Yep. Let's go. What, what other fields are out there? Software. What other? Law. Other, law. How about law. law? Okay. Got it. Yep. Wait, wait, are you writing law or are you interpreting law? Are you writing papers or writing cases, defending people? Yeah, I'm thinking about like a defense attorney, right? And, and the research that they have to do to see if there are other cases that could support the evidence that they have to bring forward that can support their case. And turn that into a, a document or a speech, right? I mean, yeah. AI is not just writing words. It could be a presentation of a, a video that would sway the jury's decision. And it, yes. Is, is, that, is, is that okay? Is that safe? Is that a space? Well, I mean, it'd be much cheaper. You don't have to hire them $1,000 lawyers. Just get the AI, $1,000 an hour lawyer. Yeah, just hire the... You hire a $50 an hour lawyer that has access to all the answers. Yeah. And that, hopefully this isn't an aside, but you trigger me now to think about, well, does the jury have to be real? Does the judge have to be real? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, all, all of these, all of these interactions with the defense attorney include opinions, right? People, people like on a sit on a jury and they come with all their background and everything, all the stories that they come with. Right. And the judge certainly comes with their knowledge of the law, but they also have stories that they, they come with. And so do you throw all of that out and the Oracle decides whether you're guilty or, or innocent? <laughs> And I don't know that we're there yet, but we're certainly going that way. I mean, they're, they're going to where the skill and capabilities will be there to do all that kind of stuff, to make those kind of decisions. But even even today with a jury, right, so defense attorneys understand what emotions, what what things could say to trigger juries. They certainly know a lot about the juries in advance because they know about the different people. They certainly, they try to remove some people from the jury because of what they know. Yep. And yeah, it makes me wonder if it's going to be more fair or not, or the person with the best AI wins. Okay. So there's legal. Let's go to political. Yeah. Go to politics. Yeah. Like, isn't, isn't it today the person with the, the narrative, the story that 
most people can live into, right? They can accept that story as being a better story than the other politician. So if they know how to manipulate people in a way that their story will be accepted, like why do you even need the politician necessarily? You could just have it be, you could have it completely be done by AI. Huh? Yep. And I don't know if you'd even need a figurehead if, if they're going to be seen out in the world, I guess you'd need some sort of figurehead to shake hands with other people. Yeah. At the, at like the state, state level or uh, representative level, I'd say most people have maybe seen one of those politicians. The national level president, right? I've seen one president one time. And I remember my grandfather talking about how he had seen a president one time. But in general, we don't see them. Like we, don't, we, we see them on TV, we listen to mm -hmm. them on radio or talk shows or in all that space, right? But in general, we don't see them. They could be all produced. We don't see them. Which I guess right now, they're somewhat produced anyways by, depending upon which media outlet you listen to, right? There might be a way to- The bias of the outlet, correct? Exactly, yep. right? So they can omit things that wouldn't suit their purpose. But yeah, why would you even need a, a person at all? And, okay, this, this builds my own mind here. Let's say you have Eisenhower, or we could go with Kennedy, right? Or Nixon, right? And you got their libraries, right? Mm-hmm. You got 100%. And library is, I was so bored when I went to Eisenhower's library. I was going like, this is the most boring place in the world because it's like a front office. And then all the documents, anything to do with Eisenhower were in that library. It wasn't a place you could walk around and look at anything, but you could request things, right? So now you had an AI bot who could go through and read everything that's in the Eisenhower library. Could it not create an Eisenhower bot that could run for an office with 100% of Eisenhower's philosophies or Clinton's philosophies or Kennedy's philosophies or Nixon's philosophies? You could actually have politicians from the ages, as long as you've got the documents and stuff, right? And you would actually be voting for, and it would occur to everybody else as something new that well, that person and something new. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm thinking also, right. The bot would also be learning what the court of public opinion is saying, right? Yes. Like, yes right. Yes. yes. Oh. What are the most prevalent narratives and stories that are out in society today? And that bot could be, okay, this, these are the things that I need to create to be, for this bot to win the presidency. And then it could run endless scenarios around the bots to figure out which, which is the right persona to use. Like, oh, this is the yeah. time we need to have this kind of persona, or that kind of persona because of what I see in the world. So we drift a little bit away from business, but those are all businesses. I mean, politi mm -hmm. politicians are businesses, right? As an owner in a business or like, let's start with the owners first. How is this relevant? Like, like I get it. You need to keep up with this because you'll be competed if you're not. But what about all your people? Do you replace your people with bots? Do you amplify your business with bots? Do you grow the business with, with using the AI in that space and keep people around? Or do you get down to where there's just a few people in your business that are basically AI whispers? Yeah, I think, I think back to like the purposes of the business. Like if the purpose of the business is to achieve certain financial outcomes or a certain number of products per year or something like, like that, if that's the purpose, a bot army might be able to do that better than anybody. 
But if part of the purposes of the company is to take care of the concerns of your employees, your community, like people, then you would go the other way, right? You would, uh, you would leverage AI as a tool, but still continue to work with people and their creativity and their, you know, the bot whispers to produce the outcomes, not only for the employees, but also for the company. So this triggering me to go back to what is the purpose of a company? Like what is not, not like what is the purpose of my company? What is the purpose of within a nation, a culture, a space? What is the purpose of companies? What is its goal of having that? Because I mean, you, you could go one extreme communism where it's all run by the government. Mm-hmm. Everybody works for the government in that space, right? And in one big commune, right? Or you have capitalism, which is all these businesses producing everything. You got capitalism over here and you got communism over here, right? What are the purposes of those two, two different kinds of government? Yeah, I, I, I think about it in terms of who they take care of. Okay, go on. Uh, in, uh, and help me out a little bit here with, with communism. I don't have too much experience with that. <laughs> <laughs> are you looking to strengthen your relationships, whether personally or professionally? You want to learn how to build authentic connections faster, or perhaps you're looking to beat employee burnout through the power of connection. My name is Ron Macklin, founder of Macklin Connection. And in our workshops, we teach you the fundamentals of how to do exactly that and more. To learn more of the power of your relationships, visit us at MacklinConnection.com. So I'll give you my my example of communism. Okay, thanks. And I always remember the quote in, in Czech Republic that said, more people have been killed due to communism, which is just the opposite of what Marx's whole philosophy was. So communism is the government is to take care of the people. So the government takes care of the people by providing jobs and managing the farming and managing the industry and managing everything and they they take care of everything so now everybody is able to contribute based on their gifts into the space but it's the 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 goal is the government takes care of the people right that's just fundamental And, and what is it from those who can to those who need right or some version of something like that and then you have capitalism which is the united states model and that is the capitalism is set to set up a set of governments that will settle disputes, protect from the outside, protect from the inside, and business is designed to take care of the people. So we create businesses and people have some ownership in the business, right? And they can grow their businesses. They can start a business. They can do all the small business, medium-sized business, big business, huge conglomerate businesses. But the goal of the that space, because see, the government doesn't take care of the people. It just settles disputes protects from the outside and protects from the inside. So you have army, police, and judicial system. And that's what Jefferson wrote about when I read it anyway. That's what I've made up from it, right? And so, but that's, that's different, right? One is the government takes care of the people. One of them, the government keeps it fair, and then businesses take care of people. So this is different than that if it's just about making capital. Like mm-hmm. just purely money and, and wealth, then you don't need the people. But the goal of business is to take care of people. And, you know, then you look at the, the way our country was, the United States was set up was, you know, it was designed so that people went to work for businesses and that's where you had your careers and you had all that stuff, right? And in general, it's worked 
fairly well. There's a lot of things we've added in over time, Social Security and Medicare, Medicaid, all that kinds of stuff. But if your goal is to take care of the people, what do you do? Yeah, because certainly you could imagine like replacing everybody with AI bots, right? Mm -hmm. Unless you're just happen and un, un, unless you just happen to pay a stipend to your community <laughs> for everybody to take care of everybody while the AI bots work. Uh, I mean, that would be one way to take care of people. But if it, it no, it, it, sorry, Deb, is that businesses that are doing that, or is that the government that's doing that? Yeah, I, I was thinking about businesses. Yeah, do, like if, if you take if you take it to businesses taking care of people. Right. If they replaced all their people with AI bots and didn't then contribute to people that wouldn't be serving the needs like that would mean the government would have to either step in to take more or there'd be anarchy. Right. There's still a need to take care of people and for people to take care of their concerns. So my whole the way I'm holding is capitalism is a space where the businesses take care of the people, but you make it to where there's a possibility of somebody becoming very rich. Like there's incentives to drive business, to drive people to do that. So that like in, in communism, there's the, the incentive is you get government to become rich. Cause that's the only way to get in. You got to charge, mm -hmm. right? Where here you can be in business and you can, there's an incentive to be able to grow a business, build it, grow a conglomerate, become all that. Like that's how you, and that's an incentive. Like it's like we have, Gates and Bezos and and like there's a whole bunch of people Elon Musk, yeah, Elon and, Musk. Yeah. yeah there's a whole bunch of people that, that that did that right yeah but that incentive drives all of us to to produce better stuff but in 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 return we bring people in and now we're taking care of people by having them jobs and employment and all that stuff right now that's gone people aren't necessary to complete the work or to perform the roles in some businesses. To, to accomplish the incentive mm -hmm. like you mm -hmm. can you can you can achieve the in, the incentive without taking care of the people you don't need the people to do it anymore yeah because you don't have to pay the ai bots benefits and they don't take nights and weekends off to be with their family and then how how do we take care of, how, how would the, how does that work to take care of the people if that's the goal of business is to take care of people which i think that was the goal a couple hundred years ago what is it now what is the goal now? Yeah, how I hold now is it's more about taking care of the shareholders than the employees. And most most people who are employees are not shareholders mm -hmm. in anything. Most people don't have stock invested in companies or any of that kind of space, right? My understanding. I don't. I I remember the data, but I'm not going to quote it. But it, it even that data was like ten years ago. How few people in the United States own stock so now how do we take care of the people if we don't need the people anymore or we don't need as many well i'm thinking about the cycle of capitalism as well because capitalism requires that people make purchases right that people purchase the goods and services that are produced and if people aren't being taken care of if, if they have no capacity to purchase capitalism how can they, capitalism yeah. kind of falls apart pretty fast so so then we need to give them stipends or jobs that don't provide fulfillment? Yeah, it seems like you're 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 like, okay, you pay me, I pay you, right? It's just this constant but it's not that's not taking care of the people. It would not be a version of what I thought was taken care of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I don't I don't have a desire to get an allowance. Here's your allowance. 
right? Yeah, there's yeah. no talk about easy, right? We we as humans like challenges. Yeah, there wouldn't be much life in that. You know, very little fun in that. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. So then, if all this AI is coming to business and it has this capacity to eliminate jobs, right, or I say amplify those who do stay, to, so that all growth is taken on with AI. And then the new people who are coming in don't have jobs, which I think is like what's happening. There's a lot of people who have college degrees who don't have jobs or they have jobs that are way under what they're educated to do, which those are the jobs that AI could do anyway. So what, what is the responsibility of, of a business owner? Is, is it to take care of the people? Is it to take care of himself or herself? Or is it they take care of just their family or also the people? Well, it's, it, it again goes back to, like, I think about how capitalism breaks down pretty quickly. If the business owner only wants to take care of themselves, that breaks down pretty quickly because they still need goods and services from other people as well, right? Those business owners don't just need what's from their business. They also need to go buy groceries and they need doctors. They need all these other things and they need to be able to, to take care. But if, they're not supporting employees. Let me think about this. Where where are the all the employees? Like, th- does that mean there's just a rich abundance of some business owners, and they're the only ones that are being taken care of by all this? And again, you can see it just breaks down. How how are we? Like, let's look at the where we are right now with, with those those group of uber rich people that are in that space. Right? Are they taking care of their employees i would hold that they're not in a way that they could these are great questions there there are certainly there are certainly employees that are able to take care of some of their concerns but not in a way not in the same way as the business owner for sure so is the answer more business ownership more taxes redistribution of wealth somehow less distribution it's a great question and again, you start, it starts leaning, it starts leaning back the other way, right? If you just have redistribution of wealth, where's the incentive, right? Right. So people don't have the incentives to, to produce, to build something with marginal utility. It's not there. It's not there. there. There's no opportunity to go up and uh, to, to like to really progress beyond maybe one times or two times or three times, but not a hundred times or like some 10,000 times or whatever, like the others in the world. Now, is that, is that enough incentive? If you take that away, will, will they still make those things happen? And, and I'm, I want to be real clear. I'm not pro-communism in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. I, I, I did love reading Marx's work and went like, yeah, there's a reason why that won't happen because humans are doing it. And what I'm watching, you know, and when you, when you look at the poster child for communism, which is supposedly Russia, like they got the oligarchs that are like the super rich right? and everybody else is suffering and they tell the story and everybody goes, yeah, this is nice that I suffer. I'm doing it for my country. And I'm going like, not those oligarchs. Look at them guys. Them, they're, they're driving around $250 million yachts. I don't even, I don't even know what that would, why you would want that. I wouldn't even want to have to worry about taking care of it or something or even worry about somebody else taking care of it. But that's what they're, that's the space. But I think AI is opening up something here. For, uh, for us to design, for somebody to design from. I don't know what it is. Well, and it's interesting you triggered me to think about there's a, 
a town in Wyoming that is ex- very exclusive. And what they found is the workers working in the restaurants and the businesses that were there to serve the people that wanted to live there, well, they couldn't afford to live there. So then there was immediately a shortage of people to serve the needs of the, I don't know, you can call them oligarchs or whatever you want to call them, right? And so that kind of world breaks down again pretty quickly. So what what do we do as business owners? How do we be responsible for helping employees create a good life? Yeah. Yeah, this is a, a, I don't think there's answers to these questions yet. Yeah. There's questions to be held and questions to be worked on. And like there are countries that are already not just towns of Wyoming, there are countries that are that way. All, all of the working labor comes from someplace else, right? And uh, the first one I heard of was Rome. Rome, people, if you were Roman, no, no Romans worked. During Rome's heyday, no Roman worked. They brought in slaves and all that stuff to take care of everything. So we've been doing it, we as humans, we've been doing it for a long time. The, the spaces, now you have AI, there's another space that people can eliminate or minimize how we take care of humans. And the humans like us, right? That's why we're, I hold us why we're running a business is to take care of humans. And I think we focused on really like, what does it mean for an owner to look at AI and what to do is that? What if AI starts to start a business? Well, I think about myself as a shareholder and what are my expectations from that? Like, am I out? We all would love the best return we can get, right? That's how, that's another incentive. But is there a place where, we say, no, that's not the best outcome for the world. The best outcome is that businesses do still continue to take care of employees. And it's not the AI-driven companies that can make perhaps limitless profit because they don't have overhead. They don't have, you know, there's a, there's a conscience part of this. Like, is, is that the kind of company that I would want to invest in? that isn't taking care of its people or, or people in, in general. Yeah. Invest in or be a part of or own or create mm-hmm. or be an employee of. That's really good. That is really good. I think with that, we should probably wrap up the call with something to close with. And thank you, Deb. This is a, a conversation for me. It's about we're on the edge of something that's unknown and what's coming is we're, we as humans will create it. Well, we as humans are going to create some of it. Alien intelligence may create the rest. AI may create the rest of it, but it's going to be different. And and what is our what is our choice? What what decisions are going to be in front of us? And what choices can we make mm-hmm. to either take care of people or not? I can remember when my grandfather, my dad's dad, passed away, and we were looking at his life and going like, you know, the, the source of transportation when he grew up was was a horse. Like there was no cars. Cars didn't exist. 16, 18, 17 years of age, cars came around. And I went from like, he went from riding a horse to he saw people get to the moon in his lifetime. Like he went from horse riding an animal around to seeing men on the moon. Like I went, wow, that's just a dramatic shift in, in the, the world. And I'd say we're about to get into something even more dramatic than that. We'll make that look peaceful. Yeah. Because it's all, that's all human. 
now we've got human and artificial or alien. It's a good conversation. Thank you, Deb. So I'm really curious to hear what our listeners have to say. So you and I can have a conversation, but yes. would love to hear what they have to say too. And if you do want to add to this conversation, you know, please reach out to Ron at ron at macklinconnection.com or email me deb at macklinconnection.com. We'd love to continue the conversation with you. Thank you, Deb. Thanks, Ron. Take care. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. At Macklin Connection, we believe making authentic connections with others can literally change your world. We invite you to share this podcast with one person that you care about. Maybe it's someone you haven't spoken with in a really long time and you'd love to reconnect. Or maybe it's the first person that popped into your head when you listened to this podcast because you thought it would be perfect for them. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.